welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to another episode of the Fertility Conversations. Today, we're joined by a lovely guest, Sheila Waiki from Kenya. She joins us to share her fertility journey with us today. Her details would also be in the show notes. So welcome, Sheila, and thank you so much for joining us today. Finally. Finally. I know. Of planning and trying to have this um, conversation, so... Thank you. And finally, we are here. I'm, I'm so excited. Yes, we're so excited to have you. And thank you for being patient and flexible. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so to start off, we usually say, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, just a little bit. I am woman. Now it's very important to say it this day. Mm-hmm. I'm fully born um, woman. I am married <laughs> to one man. <laughs> we are a couple in waiting. Um, I love God so, so much. I am born again. I feel that I must say. Um, I love life. I love color. Clearly, you you can, yeah. You uh-huh. can. We can see the display of lovely colors, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, it just gets me all excited. Um, I love life. I love laughing loudly and just being able to to be in the moment. Um, yeah, and I think that has really helped me through my journey, our journey, um, as we wait. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. How did you and spouse meet? <laughs> grab your popcorns so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were um desk mates in primary school oh wow <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> i thought you were going to study in primary school all the way back then hmm. we were desk mates in primary school however uh adolescence did not allow anything to happen because ew boys thought girls were yes. But fast forward um, to just when we were about to go to campus, we met again um, after high school because our system is eight years. It was eight years in primary school and then four years oh. in high school going to campus. So eight years we were together um, in same classes, and then uh, four years we did not see each other, no communication okay. thing. And then just as after we finished the four years, we bumped into each other in some um, event um, mm-hmm. in the streets of Nairobi and reconnection. And, oh, wow, you've grown, you've changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then we just clicked. And at that time, I, I remember I was, going, I, I was having this very bad teenage relationship you know those two silly those little silly relationships we get into and it's all puppy love and everything I was in a very bad one 
a very wow. toxic one. And I left just as I had reconnected with him. Mm. And then we we just we just clicked. Yeah, yeah. And dated wow. for 12 years after that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um because he wanted to study medicine I and I did not see the reason why anything should be rushed. Like if, if you, you decided it was me you wanted and we had that hard conversation at the very beginning, um, is this it or are you planning on, you know, having fun? Like am I right. a hit? Run or am I your life? <laughs> and I, I just want to know so that I, I, I plan myself accordingly. Right. And he said, you're it. If anything, you're my first. I was his first girlfriend. And he said, I, how am I doing this with someone else? Oh, like, wow. it's a process, so I don't see why I should um, engage myself in another relationship. So this is it. So plan your oh, life. That's so sweet. And he stayed true to his word and went away to travel abroad. I also went abroad, but we kept in touch. Um, we did long distance for a while. Came back home and got married after 12 years of dating. Amazing. Yeah. And here we are. We just clocked 12 years married. Ah, wow. <laughs> so we've been together 24 yeah, but even before then, you know, you were classmates and seatmates for a long time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a, f- a friend. It was a friend. I I knew I entered this relationship with a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Amazing. that's really helped through life. I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in in speaking about your fertility journey, how has it been so far? What part of it would you like to share? with us it's been i can't really say a roller coaster my journey seems to be pretty hmm, like straight uh, it starts down then and yeah and it's it stayed there like it hasn't the only times I can say I have felt oomph or, you know, like I, I need a time off. I need to see a therapist. I need to talk this out. I, I'm, I'm dying with emotions. It's, it's yeah. hard on me. I think has been three, three instances. The first time when I was diagnosed with PCOS. And I was told, um, yeah, this this is it. I had never heard of PCOS before. I didn't even know um, people struggle to get children when they get married. Like, oh, oh, so that's what happened to Auntie so and so. You know, I'd I'd never thought about it in that context. Um, and then. That, that that time was hard. Um, just trying to adjust and keeping a positive um face, that was hard. And then the second time I felt, hey, my ground is not steady. 
after trying five IUIs and the doctor gives you a report and says, um, I've done everything possible. I've done everything I can. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not God. And then just leaves you with the space of the next step is IVF. And at that point, because you're so new to this space, IVF feels like a death sentence. I, I don't know if, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it feels like such a finality, like there's nothing else left for you. Um, and where we are sending you is also not a guarantee. Um, I think there at that point, I was, I need help. I need, I need to focus. I need, my system is, my mind is not here. I, I need, I need grace. Then the third time I felt the rug has been swept um, is after doing three rounds of IVF. And um, the first one didn't take, no, actually the first one was canceled. I had too much progesterone in my system. The second one was a positive, but it ended up being a chemical pregnancy. And then the third one, um, <laughs> It didn't even breathe. <laughs> there was a no chance, like nothing happened. It's like the whole injections and everything was just, I don't know, nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. And then the same day I was doing the third transfer, my other three embryos um, stopped growing. So it's like everything just, yeah, we are done. For me, I felt like it was, should I say God just saying, you know what, you've tried and take rest, just take rest. Like, don't be so harsh on your body, just take rest. So I think those three moments I I can recall comfortably are moments that have been roller coaster for me. However, Ola, I, I, I can't explain the kind of grace that God has given me because <clears throat> I live and I don't see what the next woman has that I don't have. Like, I don't feel like I lack anything. Um, I, 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 I think about it and I don't have an explanation apart from God's grace that I can wake up and do me and be me and enjoy my life and literally be looked at as a mentor in, in so many spaces um, where people are looking at you and saying, I want what you have. I want to laugh like you do. I want to dress like you do. I want to live like you do. It just, I, I can't explain it. I, the only thing I can say is, is grace, you know? So for me, it's not been so much of a roller coaster, but probably I should just say a journey of discovering myself, my strengths, um, 
And that just because I don't have what everyone expects me to have, what I expect myself to have, doesn't mean I can't live. So it's been exploring what more can I do? What more can I give? Um, especially with my time. Um, we usually joke a lot. Like, for example, if you called us uh, for dinner today, and most of our dates in families end up being dinners. <laughs> so if you call us for dinner today and, and we'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't have children we're taking care of. So it's okay. We'll be there and we can leave at three in the morning. We are fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for us to explore those spaces where um, our time is not limited because we have to take care of um, children, so why don't we just live out what we have? There'll come a time when those children will be there and we won't have that time. Yeah. So I think that realization just makes me want to laugh loudly, to be in the moment, to listen to what Ola is saying, the words mm -hmm. and the, 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 the silent, you know, I just want to be in the moment because life is not about 100% about my children yeah. yeah yeah so it's 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 been a, an interesting space um a space where i have become a name a household name really especially in the national circles because i've been graced enough to be on national television on quite a number of occasions uh, where I'm just spreading awareness um, against stigma, uh, stigma against infertility. So it's interesting to see the other side where something that is not, or a condition that is not praiseworthy is now being used um, for good. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's basically how my side has been um but i can brag <laughs> using the grace of god that i've had a lot of peace um i've had a lot of peace and i can't take that for granted right mm. amazing thank you so much for sharing and i'm so sorry for your loss it is fine uh, in the process and of course all that you've been through in terms of trying um, everything within your power to accomplish the goal of having children so far. Um, thank you for highlighting the peace you feel, because I think for many people, they always wonder, can I, can I live a happy life without children? Can I have peace if they are married? Can we, can they and their partners enjoy life together? Are there other things to explore and do in the waiting or even perhaps if they decide no longer to try? So I think it's, it's important and very helpful to hear you speak that you're having a great time, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that also you're helping to raise awareness, um, you can be seen as someone to look at that even without children yet, that you're still a symbol of hope, a symbol of how much joy can still exist 
regardless of the fact that you have children or not. So I think that's really powerful and that's so amazing and just incredible. I just wanna acknowledge that, how amazing that is for our entire continent, like uh, Africa, and even the world at large. Because stigma or no stigma, culture or no culture, differences or not, infertility is still highly stigmatized across the globe. Yes, we might have other issues within our countries and within our continent, Africa, but still, regardless of where you go, there is still some stigma attached to it all. So you're still a symbol of hope everywhere. So thank you. You're welcome. And it's, it's such a joy. It's just... It's such a joy, um, especially when you see someone getting out of that um, dark space just because they've seen you. Um, it is so amazing. It's very humbling. It's very humbling. And it, it, it reminds me every day that someone somewhere is, is depending on, on me. Yeah. <laughs> but my joy is 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 it's catchy that it will take someone through something and it's not just me who's waiting for a child everyone everywhere is waiting for something it might not be a child it, it could be a car it could be a house it could be a job you are waiting for something. So my message is not just for me or for our tribe, as I call us, our, our community. It's, 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 it's everywhere. Hope is, is needed everywhere, everywhere. And the more you show that you are okay, um, you can live, you are a productive member of society. And just because I don't have what you have doesn't make me less a human being. Right. If you respect my space and respect my giftings, respect what I have to give to society, you'll realize you have a lot to learn from me and vice versa. So yeah, we, we keep spreading the hope. Yeah. Mm. Well done. Thank you, Mama. With all your journey, I mean, everything you've been through, which has been a lot, of course, and I love the fact, again, that you're speaking out, you're helping to raise awareness, to educate, to try as much as possible to remove stigmas and taboos around the subject. How do you think the whole journey so far has impacted you as a person? And perhaps how has it impacted your relationship with your spouse? <laughs> giggles, insert giggles. Um, <laughs> me as a person, a lot has changed. Um, how I view life, how I view relationships, how I view people in general. Um, A while back, I'd be very quick to condemn or critique or judge. Mm. But now, because mm -mm, you never know what someone is going through. Yeah. Someone will see me in traffic and think, okay, funky. 
Nice haircut. <laughs> nice glasses. <laughs> and maybe I've just come from a, a very traumatizing doctor's appointment where I have been told, you know, your ovaries have cysts. So yeah, I, I have just learned to be kinder. Yeah, personally, I have just learned to be kinder. I have learned to walk in my lane. It, it, it's not my business why Ola is not doing ABCD unless mm -hmm. she brings that to me. Otherwise, eh, eh, can I my <laughs> Can I mind my own business? I have a lot of work to do, you know? Um, it's taught me to be more gracious. It, it's taught me to hug more, love so more nice. deeply, because there's, um, I, I belong to a group called Waiting Rooms um, Trust Kenya. And once in a while, we will have conferences and you, you just meet people who just need that hug. They, they, they don't need anything. Just hug me and I will be okay. And you hug someone and you both break down crying. If you're asked why you're crying, honestly, none of you will have an answer. Mm -hmm. But it is so... So I have learned to just give up myself graciously. Um, to the next woman, to the next person, um, to treat everyone the way I'll treat Ola is the same way I'll treat the cleaner in church, because everyone deserves that that space. You deserve to feel seen. You deserve to feel hard. You deserve to to feel wanted and loved. You know, so that about me has changed. However. I've also noticed I've become very introverted in some sort of way, such that I, I, I love being indoors a lot, a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I rarely go out, um, and not because I feel like outside spaces will stigmatize me because then again, God has granted me a smart mouth, which uh, I use to my advantage. But I just feel like I won't enter a space that does not give me peace. So I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm, I'd rather not even look for that space. So you will find me in my space, which I am sure has the peace I need. Um, so that has made me more um, into myself. Um, I do a lot of um, solo searching and, you know, what works for you? Are you doing this for you or are you doing this for them? Or, you know, I get to do a lot of um, personal space, um, which I totally love. I really, really love. I was the, the life of the party back then. Oh, yeah. So that, that has, has been quite um, 
a switch. <clears throat> uh, for us as a couple, I feel like we we are closer. We are so much closer and so protective of each other's spaces silently like it's not something we have discussed and said you know what if you see someone doing this you know yeah. come and help me out like this but we 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 find ourselves looking out for each other and <laughs> the other day my husband made a joke in church I, I can't remember what someone asked him but he said but see we are joined in the heap and I, like, <laughs> am I going without her? <laughs> so it's it's become such a like a safe haven. Um, right. He and I, um, where we look out for each other, and um, yeah, just I'm I'm here, I'm here. So even in a crowd, and I am up there, you will still. Where is he? Oh, okay. He's fine. You know, I think that has been brought about by us just battling infertility together because it's 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 a space that can be lonely. So if you don't have each other, then yo, it's it's pretty hard. Um it's also made him more protective as a man, because he has to cover me from elements that I do not like even to date I don't know if any of his friends has ever said anything nasty about him not being a father yet you know um I don't know which relatives of his has said anything to him um that would be nasty um or stigmatizing so that that beat has really been enforced that we cover each other and we're just the best of friends the closest i don't know like at times we sit back and we ask okay so if kids come what happens like we're so used mm. to be <laughs> yeah. we're so used to us we're so used to us doing things together going to the movies at 11 p.m you what will happen you know um it's been positive a lot more positive than negative the negative however i can tell you for a fact there's a part we we really struggle and it took a toll on us timed sex yo 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 we are doctors it got to a point we said you know what it's fine forget it's... it <laughs> yo but we go with a positive pregnancy test to the doctor ah forget it we, I, I, we can't live like this and then you know, it's so much harder, especially for me, who's going through hormonal imbalances because of the PCOS. Now, to add on top of that, you want to add time. This ah, yo, 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 yo. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That one, it refused to work. 
that did a toll. It did a huge number on us. Huge, 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 huge. It's stressful. It just adds stress. Like how do how you? It's almost like a robot. Like how's that supposed to happen? Like okay, we've got to do it now. All right, get there and just you know get working. <laughs> Yes, probably been snoring the whole night. So you're, you're, you, you yourself, you are in a mess. You've not slept well. Yeah. He has to go to work. Yo, 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 yo. And then for some of us, it's not one minute and we are out. No, no, exactly. no. I need a whole party around me. Like, get me there. <laughs> it's a process. And then you're telling me, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. That one, no, we need to have a meeting with, with the medical doctors, yeah. To find another way around this. Can we look for other methods? Can we look for something else? Because time sex is the worst. It is a it is a killer. It is a marriage killer, honestly. Hmm. I, I know many couples who have just disintegrated. Like the connection has just whew, not easy it's not it's not and then you know for us as women <laughs> our minds go far so now you're waiting for this time sex and you're thinking uh, we missed it so where is he having sex today because we were supposed to so where is he really who is he with you start building things in your mind that are not even so there exists, yeah yeah so for us, we're like, uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, this is not working. Uh, dear doctor, moving on swiftly because <laughs> your method, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. we'd rather stay married <laughs> <laughs> than go see a counselor and say we have irreconcilable differences just because uh, this one beat has caused mayhem so that that was a huge negative for us um and i think another thing that also caused um a bit of sensitivity between us is how i reacted to my medicine um during the ivf process (laughs) it was all i remember there was a time I was supposed to get, I used to get shots at 9 a.m. So there are some I do for myself and others. Like if I had a, if I had a doctor's appointment at 11 a.m., I would just go early, get the shots done there at 9 as we wait for the doctor at 11. So there was this one particular day, my goodness, I had hot flashes. Like I was getting them for, for, for 30 women. I was dripping sweat at seven in the morning. It is chilly. I live in a tropical country. It is so chilly in the morning. There is crazy traffic and I'm busy sweating. So we get to the traffic jam at some point and I can't hold it anymore. The aircon is not helping. I'm just wet. I'm dripping. Do you know I removed my clothes and remained with my bra? In traffic, uh, yes, and I told my husband today you will know. <laughs> you will know. 
Okay, can you imagine the other drivers look around just like, uh, what, what did I just see? Exactly. Did you refuse to pay her either? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, did he not pay? Oh, wow. That must have been crazy. Sweating. And I just told him, today you will know that you love me for me because <laughs> I'm, I can't, oh, I, I'm drip. I look, look, I look like I just entered the shower and left. No wiping, nothing. It was horrible. That that those months were just and then I remember like my, my food cravings for like three months every day. All I wanted was fish. Wow. Went to see meat. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Beef? No. Chicken? No. No, please, no. I want steamed fish with onions. <laughs> And very specific. Yes, and rosemary. That is what I want to eat every day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Breakfast, lunch. Mm. Yeah. That must have been the time. Yo, yo. So imagine this poor guy at work. Wondering, I, gotta, I gotta get the fish. For dinner. And his wife is yelling. Even the fish don't come. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I am the same one. He's telling it's not fish, don't come home. He will find me at the gate waiting for him. <laughs> and add my hormones were everywhere. I remember there's another time we went to the clinic and I got there and I'm asking, Have you people eaten breakfast? I'm asking the nurse uh-uh. and the other workers, Have you guys had breakfast? You've not eaten. And I burst out in tears. I cried and I cried because I didn't understand how these guys have come to serve me. They are working for me and they've not had breakfast. I sent my husband to buy them breakfast. <laughs> and when the breakfast came, I was fine. I was the way I am now. I was fine. In a flash. I was this okay. changed. I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. How Those, many people in there? The... One, two, three, four, five of them. I, if your husband is listening to this, thank you for being understanding. <laughs> so he never knew what he would expect. Like he didn't know what, uh, how I would wake up. He did not know what mood, what hormone is tolerating, what he would and my name is Ahmad. He's a medic. Eh? He's a pediatrician. Oh, he, wow. So you know, he's seen it. Yeah. He's like, yo, okay. So what are we dealing with today? <laughs> what are we dealing with? Help me help you. <laughs> That's so funny. It really, it showed us a different side of, of things. I remember my, my doctor then, my fertility specialist used to say, Sheila, if you get pregnant, don't leave the house. <laughs> I will come to you. I will bring everything you need from the hospital. I, because I don't understand how these medicines are showing you things. You are reacting in ways I have never seen. I know, probably thinking, if you're reacting this way for the meds, what's going to happen when you get pregnant? She just kept saying, God, help us, because... Nine months, I need to come to you. The safest place is your house. 
<laughs> Just move, move into a room there, put all the equipment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring, I'll come. Just tell me we are good to go. We are positive from day one. Don't leave. I will come because, <laughs> hey, it's not traffic. It is not buying food for my staff. It exactly. Is, not okay. eating fish for three months. Yeah. Next thing we'll find you telling which <laughs> patient to come in, which client needs to see me and which one. <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. so it was a very dramatic um, time. And, and just to have gone through that, to be here now, uh, yeah. that, that showed us things. And, and I'm glad it brought us closer and not um, further apart. Yeah, because that's some yeah. people's reality, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. Because it's it too is. much. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, if fertility itself is hard, then, mm. you know, perhaps the disappointment or things not happening, even people disagreeing on what options to explore, right? Somebody might want to, mm. one person wants to explore something, the other person doesn't. Yeah. And sometimes you have the outside influences and that can be so much because people True. can come with so many advice and yeah. also oh, yeah. many inappropriate mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's always, I don't, I don't know. I yeah, think I we just, societies just need to, and this is across the globe. I mean, it might be worse in certain countries, but I think people yeah. just need to be more mindful. Yes. Of what they're saying. I mean, I mean, for you, <sighs> again, you're like you said, we're very thankful for your husband. Uh, we love how he loves you mm -hmm. um, and how he supports and protects you. Uh, but the reality, like you said, is that you might have had to protect you from so many things to shield you from hearing those things, right? Yeah. And that's not the case for some other people because yeah. for some other people, they get to receive their attacks, verbal and perhaps even other from people that feel that it's their right to come fight for their family, you know, yeah. for, for them to have these grandchildren or nephews or yeah. or whatever the case might be. That's the reality for some other people. So we are thankful for your husband being supportive. And, you, you know, for people listening, what, what would you, what are some of the things you wish society was more aware of in terms of infertility and just the impact on the individual couple dealing with it? Um, they knew more. Here's the thing <clears throat> I have come to realize society is society. Right. Wherever you go, whatever you do, society will always be society. And we may do so little, like our contribution looks like a drop in, in, in the ocean. Really, it does. So I have chosen not to bother with society. How about let's change what we can, okay? And that means I change my environment. I change me. Anything that I can do for me, then I will do it. So you continue being nasty. That's you. Because again, you get what you give. 
So if you give hope, chances are very high those around you will not say those things to you to the face. Because how, how, how do you just, unless you're not okay, how, how do you just enter someone's space who is happy and, and living their life and looking like they honestly do not need your advice? You'd be foolish to bring yourself into that space. So here's, here's the thing. Do what works for you. Let them, because that is them, and they will always be them. If it is not you, it will be someone else. If it is not the fact that you don't have children, it will be another reason. Like there'll always be something wrong to society. Always expect that. Let that be your expectation. That you'll never give 100%. You'll, society will never be 100% happy, even when you give them the very best. If you give them 10 children right now, they will ask you. <laughs> 11th one so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they ask you how come so and so is not named you know yeah they will mm -hmm. demand for the 11th one so we can't we can't live according to the demands of society you are part of that society change what works for you change your environment if you're around people who do not um give you positivity, then move from those spaces. And when I say move from those spaces, I don't mean literally change your country, change your house. No, I mean, stop going to those spaces. Simple. If you get an invite to a space that you know very well is not working for you, give your apology. It is fine. And you owe no one an explanation. You owe no one a reason. Simple say, I am not available. I'm sorry. And look for something that makes you happy to feel that time. So that you also don't sit back and feel sorry for yourself. Pity party won't take you anywhere. It will only make things worse for you. What am I calling for? I am saying it is okay to go through the motions. It is okay to go through whatever you're going through. It is valid. But no one is going to come to rescue you. No one is going to come to tell you, take a walk, you'll feel better. No one will come and save you. You have to save yourself. So. Put your foot down, grip that ground hard, cry, scream when you have to. And when you're done, put on your big girl pants and walk out, do what you need to do. Smile, laugh, take yourself out for a meal. Just do things that will validate you, that you don't need someone else. You don't need Ola saying, Sheila, you're good at this. No. If I know I'm good at it, I will do what I need to do. So I think people should start living their lives. Your life, prior to you being in a relationship or getting married, you did not know that you would be in that space. And you were alive, very alive. You lived, 
you went through school, you looked for a job, you had friends, like you were living. And it's not like in those times you had everything you needed. You didn't. There was something you were waiting for. There was something you were looking for. So why should this one thing or one space be that one to cripple you emotionally, mentally, psychologically? No, don't. I, I, personally, I have told myself I'm not going to allow society to cripple me. Let it be because I have done it to myself, not because they have done it to me. So I do what I need to do. I lead worship in church. I do deco when I need to do deco, and that calls even for bridal showers and baby showers. I, <laughs> Ola, I have helped deliver for children, like literally. Oh wow! Yeah, like the nurse and you, or my husband and I, and the lady is pushing, and you're the one holding the baby coming out and rushing it to another room so that another nurse can continue with the measurements and all that. Like, I have been pregnant during deliveries. I'm a godmother to so many godchildren. So really, my life has continued. You know, the sun continues to rise. Eh? It doesn't stop midway because Sheila doesn't have children. It doesn't stop midway because Sheila is sad she doesn't have children. Mm-mm. It will continue to rise. And I'm not going to miss out my laughter for the day just because someone out there decided, let me bully so-and-so. No, no. We, we need to let them get angry that we exist. Mm. Yeah, simple. Just let them wonder what, what, what makes you tick. Why, why are you leaving? Why are you taking my job? You're not uh, good enough, but hey, I have a brain that's working. I have hands. I will work. Just be present in your space. Be active in your space. Let them hear your voice in meetings. Don't be shy to say, I'm going to, to the doctors for an appointment. Like, it's your truth. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I think we just need to, not to agree to, yeah, they say it. Shrink ourselves. Yes, exactly. Let's live out. Let's live large. Let's just be because we are. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Thank you. And I think that's also very helpful for young girls mm. and, and young boys as well. You know, just to see that your life can be great and there's so many aspects of you. Because again, we don't want, we definitely want our younger generations knowing that yes, it's wonderful to have children, but also know that some people will choose not to, some people might not be able to, some people might need to explore some options. Some options might be several things. So that way people are not expecting that things need to be this same way, you know, that I finish school, I get married, or get a job, get married, have, have children, have, like, there are many ways it might not be that way. Right. So again, sharing your story, you speaking out and seeing the importance of living life as much as possible and choosing the spaces we appear in. That's so important because again, sometimes we're so concerned about what people are gonna say that you didn't come, that you then don't prioritize your own well-being and your mental well well-being as well, because you're so concerned about you wanna 
want to appear to be that nice person that showed up, but knowing fully well that those spaces could be quite negative and toxic. So you need to protect yourself. So thank you for highlighting the importance of prioritizing ourselves and our well-being, because it is very important. Mm. And we want younger people to see that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also hope and pray that soon we will have governments, especially in Africa, that help those people, us people, especially when it comes to costs. It's so hard, right? Because sometimes it's just blood, it's just a blood work. Yeah. Or perhaps a scan to just see what's going on or some hormonal test just to see, okay. Because for some people, it's it might just be this drug you need to take or do things differently and, and it's fine. But it's just, they don't even have the money to do that. Yeah. I, I, I feel so burdened about that lady who is in the remote areas mm. and, and doesn't have access to anything. Yet she's stigmatized. The whole village knows that lady can't give birth. She's the village joke. Yeah. And as you say, maybe all she needs is just that one drug. Yeah. But and sometimes it, it's even her husband. It's so expensive. Sometimes it's her husband that has the mm. male factor, and nobody talks about that. I mean, again, in the remote villages, even in the cities. Even in the city, crazy. Yeah. Like, as Waiting Wombs Trust, we are trying to come up with resources to build a rescue center. And this is in the city, just because we have so many stories of women who are just left, <laughs> kicked, kicked up. out. Yeah. And they have yeah. nothing, nowhere to go. I hope that comes to pass because it really it is will. needed in Kenya, in Nigeria, in so God many other countries yeah. across yeah. the globe. So that's, that's a cry in my heart that soon we will have governments that acknowledge infertility. It is a, 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 a big problem. The numbers out there are crazy. It, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's even reduced now from one out of 10. It's now one out of eight. Like even it, one in six, WHO said this year. Three. Across three, the globe. See that. It, it's, it's, mm -mm. it needs That's to a lot. be. Yeah. And yeah. I think for governments, perhaps, and I think for even people outside of the African continent, looking from the outside, sometimes you think, oh, there's so many they have so many citizens in each country. I mean, you look at Nigeria, people will say, well, you have over 200 million. You don't certainly need- there, Certainly no. there's no fertility <laughs> issue. We all have. <laughs> but that's not the case because someone might have 10, someone might have 20. Yeah. You know, a whole five or six might not have any, you know? Yeah. So it's not really, you know, 200 and something, whatever million equally divided by each household. That's not mm. how it is. So mm. infertility does exist regardless of the- total population of the entire country yes ma'am so i think uh yes but that's the prayer that our governments and and even workplaces mm. provide support because i think i don't understand why workplaces don't support it. it doesn't make any sense like oftentimes they have insurance to cover so many other issues but 
as soon as it's a fertility one, it's like, oh, no, we don't cover that. Why don't you cover that? I know, right? It, it is and and it's, not even, it, it's not even just the covering, even the attitude. Yeah. Even the attitude that someone will say, you stay extra hours because you don't have children. Yeah. That you should, I mean, it's not like you're going home to meet any and kids. You, you, you should be like more flexible. Yeah, like they've not said anything nasty. That someone can't go to their HR and say, I need time off because I'll be having IVF. There are people yeah. who take IVF injections and go to work. They get a transfer in the morning and go to work. And they have lied where they were exactly. while getting that transfer. I remember those at in one of my transfers, a lady... <laughs> A lady got a call from her workplace and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still at the field. As soon as I'm done, I'm and you're like, oh, you're at the doctors. It's crazy. So what happened? We shouldn't be doing that. They should, they should definitely do better. We're trying to raise awareness and just hoping that that really changes because there's, there's no yeah. need why it shouldn't. There's no reason why someone should have a pregnancy loss. And next day, just going to or even that, just going to work like nothing happened. Yeah, or have they, to take sick days off. Exactly. It's, it, it's crazy. It's it's madness. We need to it's, do better. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. We need we need different spaces. So, so thank you for waiting rooms trust and all that you're doing. I know it's a really active and such an you know you're doing such great things in Kenya helping and supporting so many people beyond what people can even imagine. Mm. Mm. So thank you for all you're doing. Thank you, Mama. We have to hold each other accountable. Yes, we do. Mm. Yeah. If you could go back to that, uh, I don't know, that 18-year-old Sheila, mm. back now to all that you know, what would you tell her? So what would I tell her? That 18-year-old was wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. That girl lived. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. What did I tell her? I think I just tell her to just continue being her. To just continue being her because I don't think anything that's happened to me after was a mistake it's it's brought me to who i am today so i'd, I'd just tell her to live ah live live y'all because one day you're here the next you're in a coffin so ah child live and and i'm glad she she did everything she <laughs> everything she wanted to oh, oh no, that 18 year old was a prayer prayer point in every meeting <laughs> <laughs> for your parents eh like she a girl God have mercy my mom says nothing my siblings do shocks her because because <laughs> she has done it yeah she did it in fact if, if my sisters do something that like causes her to uh, she tells, she'll call me and say, talk to this one. Talk to them. <laughs> you know, you know, they become my responsibility. Right. So I'd just tell her to continue living. Um, what she needs to learn, she will learn. I don't think I'd change anything that's happened in her path. What she needs to be, 
let her be. Where she needs to fail, please fail because that's a good place to be. You get to learn, you get to realize different aspects and sides of you. So go, just keep doing what you're doing, hon. You'll stop one day. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Well said. In speaking about waiting room trust, actually, and mm-hmm. all the work you do, how can people support you? I'm not shy to say money. We need money. We need lots of money. We need lots of resources. And not just money. We need um we need financial assistance. We need material assistance. We need spaces where these women can go to before we even start building the rescue center. We need spaces, um, how can I say this? Spaces where women can be taught skills. Yeah. Like skills, skill acquisition centers. Yeah. For different different skills that can help them to work. Exactly. That beyond you being kicked out, can you fend for yourself? Can you do something for yourself? Because the committee and the trustees won't do that, won't be there every day. And you'll need to make room for the next woman. So we, we need partners. We need ah, hospitals that will agree to go deep. The fertility clinics will agree to go deep into the interiors with us. And then seek out for these women. Oh, all we need a lot. I could write a book. But we need help in every way possible. We need it. We need it. So then how do people reach? Everything we are is voluntary. It's it's like the founder, Hadassah, she practically gets everything from her pocket. And we're talking about 8,000 women. And now men are joining. How much can one person do? Exactly. She herself is awaiting womb. How much can one person do? So it goes a long way. Just the little help anyone can can chip in. It, It really helps. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So people go on men on your website. Yes, there's a website, uh, Waiting Room Trust Kenya. There's um, the page on Facebook. If you send a message, um, one of us will will be sure to catch it. Um, Instagram as well, Waiting Rooms Trust. One of us will be sure to catch it. You can reach out to me as well. Um, Instagram How can people reach out to you? Instagram, um, Watele. Facebook, Watele. Watele is W-A space, then T-E-L-E. Tele is my husband's name. Wa is Swahili for belonging to. Ah, isn't that nice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so reach out. If if getting me is a problem, please get through to Ola. She will get you. But I'll put your details as well. Auntie yells, I ask how high. (laughs) Yes, I'll put your details as well in the show notes. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. I think um, it's amazing that yourself, Adiza, and all the 
great people, uh, you know, all you're doing to, to raise awareness, to educate, to support people, to show people that life is possible mm. and a great life, actually, happy life, fulfilling it's life with or without children. I think we need a lot more um, people seeing that. Not to say that it means you, they, don't, they don't need to try to have the children. Yes, of course, right. But even in the process and in that path, you keep living while you're trying to uh, achieve your goals. And uh, I think also with the Skill Acquisition Center, we hope that we'll also be pushing for awareness in Kenya, mm. but across the globe as well, that young people should be given that as part of their education as well in high school. People need to, the reality is that it's good to learn all these wonderful subjects, but also the skills. It's important to have that so that way, because many people fall back to that later on, uh, when even after school. So. It's important that we we have our young younger generation being equipped with that as well. Thank you for all that you're doing. You're welcome. Any words of um, any quotes or words of affirmation that you found helpful through your, your journey? <laughs> Mine is a day to day thing. Just as I said, for me, what gets me out is the sun will not stop rising because I am miserable, because I am sick, because I'm in pain, because I'm sad. No, the sun continues to rise. And it would be sad if what is meant for me that day is given to someone else. So just wake up, wake up and, and get out. Yeah. yeah. Take a walk. <laughs> sit in the sun, sit outside, just do something for you. Yeah. But for me, it's the sun will not stop rising just because I have whatever issue I have. I have to rise with it. Yeah. Well said, Sheila. Thank it's you. It's been amazing having you on here today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you kept us laughing uh, throughout, but even with the laughs, <laughs> which is amazing, you've also educated us so much and um, provided so much you've also educated us um, while listening to you today uh, inspired us all and um, helped to renew hope and say that it is possible to live a good life on your journey I'm wherever so that glad. might be so thank you so much for all that you're doing Sheila you're such such a blessing to us all it's been amazing you having you on here thank you for inspiring yeah. me for inspiring our listeners for inspiring everyone thank you for all that you're doing and we want to thank your husband as well for being so oh, supportive yeah. because again yeah. uh we know that infertility impacts the men as well and every every loss in terms of field transfers or field, uh, field treatment also impacted them oh yes so we're thankful that he He's you know, supporting you every step of the way and mm. working this journey with you. And we thank all men doing the same across the globe because yeah. we need more men doing that. Oh, yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Thank and we, we look forward for to having you again in the near future. You know how to get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hunt you down. <laughs> thank you so much for having me and, and for being my positive space. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah.
we we don't have many olas out there so just thank you. <laughs> thank you thank you so much yeah, we appreciate you and keep doing what you do we are right beside you cheering you on oh, thank you yeah whenever you need us let us know thank you i'll take you up on that <laughs> Without you, this one, I know you will act. <laughs> yes, I've written that down. Note to self, call Sheila. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.